0: Born on a top in Tennessee. Green estate in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when
1: he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett.
0: I'm telling you, Paris and women have got him. When a car like Herbie is, comes to Paris, he meets a beautiful Lancia that's also a car like Herbie is, with with a... a...
1: When the men come by from the booby hatch, go quietly. Herbie finds the car of his dreams and a stolen diamond in his tank. Six million bucks. Pull over. We won that car. He's up to his axles in trouble and head over wheels in love. We got the old Herbie. Back. Dean Jones, Donuts, Julie Summers, and the all-new Herbie. The old Herbie and the new Herbie rolled into one. It's more fun per gallon. It's Walt Disney Productions. Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Welcome everyone to another Herbie Rific episode of Be Kind Rewind. This is your Disney Plus movie podcast. I, of course, am Dan Teats and joining me, as always... Except for last time, Kyra Hawkins. Welcome back, Kyra. We missed you. I'm glad to be back. Well, if you could not tell by the intro, we are back to cover the third of four Herbie movies. Lovebug movies. Actually, third of five, if you want to count Lindsay Lohan as an actual... Or is that just a very gritty reboot? Like they do.
0: Um, I think it was considered a reboot.
1: Okay. All I, right. don't,
0: I don't remember. I haven't seen it. What? I know. We'll get there.
1: Yeah, we'll get there in about 15 years. So, all right. Well, for tonight's movie, we are covering the June 24th, 1977 rom-com that will be considered <laughs> Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. It made $28 million at the box office. Shouldn't bad. It's hundred and thirty-eight million dollars in today's budget. Definitely not the one point zero billion that last week's movie did, but I mean nothing did that in those days. So this was my first time actually watching this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it will probably be my last time watching this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Even yeah. though I'm a fan of Herbie, I love Dean Jones, and I'm glad he was back in this movie, because I really couldn't handle a person driving that wasn't Dean Jones. Right. So, was this your first time watching it?
0: Yeah, I hadn't heard of it until... Well, I mean, I think in like the last Herbie episode we did, um, we talked about this, but I only knew about the original. So, this was new, um... I was really happy to see Dean Jones. Um, I guess we can get into our like bigger thoughts later on, but um, I didn't hate this one as much as the last one. Well, we can start there.
1: Well, it's, I think it's because it's an actual racing movie. You don't have him having flashbacks to what might have been. Yeah. Like we did in the very not good Second Herbie movie, so I guess that's why they actually had to bring Dean Jones back for his role.
0: Yeah, I was glad to have him back. It was closer to the charm of the original. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like the side plot was, it felt like this was the love child of the first two movies. It was a little bit of each, Um, and the racing part was the better part.
1: Alright, well, I believe we had some discrepancies with the synopsis as it, as it was on Wikipedia. So Kyra has actually dug into IMDb and found what is a little bit better and easier to listen to and read synopsis. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and let her handle that.
0: Oh, starting now? Okay, yeah. It's smoother. It's it's just, it reads better. Okay. <sighs> Herbie, the living number 53 Volkswagen Beetle automobile with a human personality, arrives in Le Havre, right yes. France, with Herbie's owner and driver, Jim Douglas, and mechanic Wheelie Applegate. They drive to Paris for the Trans-France Race Exposition, where Herbie is dismissed by the crowd and ridiculed by rival driver Bruno Von Stickel. Wheelie, however, is confident they can win, despite Herbie beha- not having raced in 12 years. Meanwhile, mon- had- Monsieur, <laughs> I'm sorry, Monsieur Ribot places a six million dollar diamond on display at a nearby museum. It's protected by a security system, but two thieves, Max and Quincy, hide in the museum and contrive to steal the diamond. The museum's alarm sounds and the thieves escape into the crowd at the exposition, where Max slips the diamond into Herbie's fuel tank and plans to retrieve it later. Inspector Boucher and his assistant, Detective Fontenoy interview Rebeau and check the scene for clues. Later, during a qualification heat at the racetrack, Herbie acts strangely after falling in love with another car, a Lancia named Giselle. Dizel's driver Diane Darcy takes an instant dislike to Jim and thinks he has a bias against female race car drivers. After the qualifying runs, the cars are put on display in a building on the I know I'm gonna butcher this. Um on the Avenue Champs do you know how to say this? Do you know where I'm going?
1: Is that Champs elysees
0: Yes. Like I said, I didn't take French. So if it was in Spanish, I could get it. Uh, <laughs> During a presentation, Max and Quincy turn off the lights to retrieve the giant diamond, but Herbie, having spotted Giselle outside, slips away undetected. In front of a cafe, Herbie flirts with Giselle, causing a waiter to think he is seeing things. Herbie catches a glimpse of himself in a mirror and notices he is covered in oil, so he takes a shower in a fountain, picks a bouquet of flowers for Giselle, and leads her to frolic in a park along the sand river. Diane is incensed to discover her car has disappeared and is not surprised to find that Herbie is involved. Diane, Jim, and Wheelie find Herbie and Giselle taking a romantic cruise on the river. Back at their hotel, Jim and Wheelie are questioned by Boucher and Fontenoy. Outside, Max and Quincy attempt to retrieve the diamond, but Herbie eludes them. The next day at the racetrack during the second round of qualifying, Herbie can only focus on Giselle. However, in showing off, the Volkswagen sets a course record and qualifies for the Trans-France race. Giselle also wins her heat and ties Herbie's record. Jim tries to explain to Diane the cars have fallen in love, but she thinks he's crazy. Later on the highway, Max and Quincy attempt to pull Herbie over at gunpoint, resulting in a chase through a mm, gypsy camp. I'll hold my thoughts. Herbie escapes, but Wheelie and Jim suspect Diane and accuse her of hiring thugs to knock them out of the race. When confronted at her hotel, she reacts by hurling a vase at Jim's head. Max calls his boss, Double X, who is actually Inspector Boucher, to tell him that they have encountered complications and lost Herbie. However, Jim and Wheelie walk into Boucher's office during the call and ask that Herbie be protected for the night. Boucher volunteers to personally look after Herbie, but the enthusiastic Fontenoy drives off in the car, promising to hide it where no one can find it. The next day, as the race from Paris to Monte Carlo is about to begin, Fontenois and Herbie have still not arrived. As they wait for the start, Diane and Jim trade apologies and wish one another luck. When Giselle refuses to start because she misses Herbie, Wheelie and Jim tell her the Volkswagen is a cad and she should forget about him. When the race begins, Giselle joins the other cars. Shortly after, Fontenoy arrives with Herbie, secured by an armored truck. Max and Quincy, posing as fuel <laughs> attendants, wait for Herbie to fill up his tank so they can recover the diamond. However, Fontenoy already filled up the tank earlier and Herbie is ready to belatedly join the race. To get him started, Wheelie tells him Giselle has jilted him, and he takes off in a huff, quickly making up ground. Fontenoy senses something is wrong and tells Boucher they search Herbie, but the inspector tells him they'll have to wait until the end of the race. Boucher instructs Max and Quincy to get the diamond in Monte Carlo. Fontenoy, thinking he is helping, spoils the plan by asking the officials in Monte Carlo to search Herbie upon arrival. Back in the race, Herbie catches Bruno Von Stickel, who runs him off the road and into a pond. Herbie battles back and causes Von Stickel to spin out. As the racers reach the Alps, Max and Quincy take a helicopter into the mountains and alter a road sign so that Herbie takes a wrong turn down a dirt road. Lost, Jim stops to consult a map and Wheelie yodels for help, triggering an avalanche. As they outrun the rocks, Max and Quincy await, armed with guns. Herbie squirts them with windshield wiper fluid and Wheelie yodels, causing another avalanche and allowing the Volkswagen to escape to the race. Herbie makes up lost ground and catches Von Steckel, but has engine trouble, and the team is forced to pull over. Wheelie reaches into the fuel tank and discovers the diamond. Max and Quincy arrive by helicopter and demand he hand over the jewel. A fistfight ensues, and Jim and Wheelie tie up their assailants. Back in the race, Herbie passes every car except Giselle, who has swerved off the road into a lake. Jim wants to stop, but Wheelie and Herbie wish to continue until Jim confesses that Wheelie lied about Giselle Giselle jilting Herbie. The Volkswagen makes a U-turn and pulls Giselle and Diane from the lake. Herbie doesn't want to leave Giselle, but Diane convinces him to return to the race. As the team leaves the mountains and enters Monte, Monte Carlo, Herbie catches the lead cars and passes them one by one through the winding streets. In the final tunnel, Herbie passes Von Stickel by driving upside down on the ceiling. Herbie, Jim, and Wheelie cross the finish line and celebrate their victory. Boucher arrives to congratulate them, but before Jim can hand over the diamond, Fontenoy inadvertently unravels the caper, revealing Inspector Boucher was the mastermind, Double X. Boucher pulls a gun, seizes the diamond, but Herbie apprehends him by rolling onto his foot. That night, Jim and Diane leave Trans France Race Gala, only to find Herbie has been stolen by Giselle. Jim asks a taxi driver to take them to their ro- most romantic spot in Monte Carlo. At the waterfront, Jim and Diane join Herbie and Giselle, along with Wee Lee and a female admirer, who I believe is the trophy girl, as they enjoy a fireworks show. The end. Whew, that was a lot.
1: Very nicely read.
0: I was getting, like... so. I was trying not to crack up because I was remembering these parts of the movie that I was like, oh, yeah, I enjoyed that part.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's our podcast. We'll see you next week, folks.
0: Huh. I don't know if we need to go scene by scene because that was so thorough. Yeah. I really liked this. Like, I think I was lukewarm on it, but as I was reading that, I was like, oh, yeah, that part was funny. Oh, yeah, this was good.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, There, there's the... There's the full boat blow by blow, so we saved you an hour and forty two minutes. <laughs> but it is a good movie. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know I do train of my train. Of, pff, words are hard. Stream of <clears> consciousness <throat> on all my podcasts. Just as things happen, I start to take notes. So the first thing that I laughed at was Don Knotts giving all these cockamamie. Very bad French accent about turn a droit on la Rue de la and then Dean's like, What? He's like, I'm lost. It's like, why didn't you just lead with that? But I guess that was that was the funny part.
0: Um, my very first note is that two minutes in, Herbie pee's on the traffic cop. Yeah. Not like really pee, obviously, but well, like it's what it looks like, yeah. it looks like, like if a dog walked up and peed on somebody's mm-hmm. leg, yeah. Um, so, I wasn't crazy about the diamond subplot, but reading it in that synopsis made me think, okay, I see how it like kind of fits. Um, but as far as watching it, the, like the just the car stuff mm-hmm. was way mm-hmm. more fun, and they could have like dialed that diamond thing down quite a bit. There was, like, yeah. too much time spent on it, I thought.
1: Yeah, the, but they, if they would have just had the plot of Herbie trying to make a comeback, then this would have been a Saturday afternoon, hour-long TV show. So they had yeah. to have some filler in it. So when Jim, is that his name? Jim Douglas. When Jim Douglas first comes back, he says he hasn't raced in 12 years. Yeah, he's making a comeback. The oh, problem one. is, the last movie was nine years prior.
0: But he was, like, off racing something else in that movie, right? So.
1: Yeah, but still, if he hasn't raced in 12 years, but the last movie was nine years prior.
0: But he wasn't in that one, though.
1: No, I'm talking the last one that he was in was in nine years prior.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. Maybe he hasn't raced Herbie.
1: That's in- possible. But I'm just like, oh, Lord. Not- yeah. And you okay. know you're in for a good movie when you got Victor Newman off of Young and the Restless playing the villain. Oh I did the actual race.
0: I didn't know who that was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you 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 wait, time out. You didn't watch your grandma's stories when you were sick as a child?
0: Oh, we were days of our lives family.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> If it's,
0: like, Marlena and John and Stefano and Hope and Bo and, like, the Bradys and the whatever's, then we're good. But any anything else, I don't know.
1: Well, he was also involved in the third, no, fourth highest grossing movie of all times.
0: Which is... Titanic. Oh. Well, I didn't recognize him.
1: John Jacob Astor.
0: Okay. Well, that's cool. No, I didn't know
1: that. Oh. Yeah. I think
0: it's. I actually didn't recognize anybody from this movie except for Don Knotts and uh, Dean Jones.
1: Well, and see, I didn't recognize Eric Braden, who is Victor Newman, because, I mean, this is like probably 10 years before I started watching on days where I was homesick, because my mom would have it on in the background, and that'd be what you'd watch because we had three channels. So it was pre Fox even so but yeah the voice I was like Victor and my wife was sitting there watching it with me and we're like and the funny part is later on that night there was a there was a meme on Facebook about when you're growing up and you have to go spend the day at your grandma's so you have to watch her stories and right there was, (laughs) was a picture of Eric Braden almost at this time in TV and it's like yay yay so yeah so what what did you think of the big reveal of Double X being the the um whatever he was chief of police
0: um I mean it made sense. I don't know if I was like surprised. I think I was like when that was revealed, I was like, "Oh, okay, it made yeah. sense. like they were gonna have to tie it back somehow
1: well, and see when when I first saw it, and then the guy was, well, I mean, when they first were talking to Double X and they didn't show his face, I honestly thought it was the guy that was the head of security at the um, Paris Museum. Okay. Because that would make sense that, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to play surprise that somebody broke in and stole your $6 million diamond. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, you got, you got the cop, the crooked cop, which been done a million times. And mm-hmm. But it's a French crooked cop. <laughs>
0: Man, I truly just, like... I. This wasn't a full return to the original, um, like, the charm of the Mm -hmm. love. But it was enough of a callback to that that, like, I was way more into this. Like, we actually got to see a lot of Herbie Mm -hmm. and a lot of his, like, silly car shenanigans that we didn't get in the second movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, even down to... There could have been more of like that fun soundtrack. Where I remember when we talked about the Lo- love, was cute, mm-hmm. and like it was in here, but like it needed to be more. Mm-hmm. I just I loved all of the Herbie and Giselle business and like they're holding hands by like touching doors. Mm-hmm. All of it is just is cute. The, like this is. Everything that um, Herbie Rides Again did not have.
1: Okay, well, since you brought up Giselle officially during our recap, what made her come to life? Because, I mean, I know we saw during the bad prequel to this one that there was bunches of mutant BWs riding the
0: sentient or yes.
1: Sen- I, sentient 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 vw is driving around san francisco this one we're over in france
0: and it's just the one so i wonder i don't know i didn't even question it i did like i'm like oh no if i dig too deep i'll get confused and i won't like it anymore <laughs> um i there's just like so much more to love here like i laughed a lot more i don't know if i'll watch this again mm-hmm. um I don't know, I might. Like part of me's like, Oh, if it's on, but it's never on, I would just have to find it on Disney Plus. Yeah.
1: Which it probably will be on Disney Plus until the day that somebody buys Disney.
0: hmm That'll never happen. But that I know that's what that's yeah. why you said Um I did like I kind of noticed that the race, like the trans France race, which I guess is fictional. Yeah. Um some of those race scenes followed the same beats as the original movies race mm-hmm. scene. They had a switch sign, and like they drove in water or something and i like I made the mental note of like they're just reusing some of these things, but I, it didn't even matter
1: mm-hmm. it
0: was like i'm like I don't know if it was because it was still effective or if it was because I was just relieved that it was this and not whatever <laughs> happened in Herbie Rides Again with the weird, like, dream sequence. And there was... Yeah. He was a plot device instead of a main character. I, maybe that's it. Maybe I was just glad that Herbie was a main character again. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I care if they reused jokes because it was like I was having too much fun.
1: Yeah, I could see that. So, you mentioned the... Gypsy village, yes, the
0: Roma.
1: Roman the uh, the the Roman Romanov village, and I was actually kind of shocked to see that, mhm but and we didn't get a um trigger warning or anything like that at the beginning of the episode, so obviously they didn't even think anything,
0: yeah, I feel like this is like one of those things that isn't mainstream enough that Disney cares, maybe
1: mm-hmm.
0: um. Mm-hmm. Did they have it? No, they didn't have a content warning or whatever in... um,
1: Based based in in Toilet, no.
0: Yeah, maybe they just don't care about that yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I've done... I haven't, like, done a deep dive or, like, any, like, big research. But because this popped up and um, I had the Stevie Nicks song on my mind the other day. Um, I did like some very light Googling just to kind of refresh my memory. And um, yeah, like it's a lot more prevalent than you think, but maybe just not a big enough deal for Disney to care. It it makes me wonder what this is kind of off topic, but for for me, but like it makes me wonder what they're going to do about Hunchback of Notre Dame. Because there's like a whole thing in there about those people. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll find out in five years when we actually get to that movie, and then in twenty years when we get to the live action remake.
0: Have they done that?
1: No, but they're redoing all the classic Disney oh, yeah. movies, so it. it right. I'm not. I'm not thinking that it won't happen. So, did it strike you as funny or weird? That Don Knotts had all those wrenches on his suit. I thought it was stupid.
0: But like, I didn't, um, it wasn't so dumb that it was distracting. Mm -hmm. It made me laugh, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, and then when he's having to put on his racing, it's not a costume.
0: His, like, suit.
1: Yeah, his suit, and he puts it on backwards, and you're like, somebody stole my wrenches, and... Jim's like, no, they're all in your back.
0: Yeah. They were funny together. Like, obviously, we know that Don Knotts is funny, and we yeah. know that Pete Jones is great. I was curious how they would be together, and it was better than I thought it was going to be, honestly, because it just seemed like different kinds of humor. I did miss, um, what's the guy's name from the first one that was his, like, buddy? I can see his face, yeah. and I can't think of it. I missed him. He was like just so goofy, but he was spiritual and he could talk to the car.
1: Which is where we found out that Herbie was a sentient being.
0: Yes. Yeah. I will
1: um, say. Tennessee.
0: Yes. Buddy Ten- Hackett. I loved him. Um I I don't know why, like maybe he wasn't available or something, but Don Knotts was was a fine substitute. Mm-hmm. I thought he was funny, like when he when he as it mentioned in the synopsis, when he tells Giselle, like, you don't need him. This is what he did. He did you wrong. And sends her on her way. But then he does the same thing to Herbie. Like, I just thought he was funny the way that he talked to them. and Just really effective at manipulating these cars. Yeah, so... As good as the mechanic.
1: So, apparently, him and Jim had been together for some time because they knew the intric... Or, um... Wheelie knew the intricacies of Herbie and didn't think twice about him having his own idiosyncratic thoughts. And he's going to do what he's going to do, and there's nothing you can do to stop him.
0: Yeah, he's just like fully immersed in whatever yeah. this, and doesn't question it. So mm. I wish that it would have touched on um, you know, because in Herbie Rides Again, like. Jim is off racing in Europe Mm -hmm. and has left Herbie with his aunt or whoever. But in this, it doesn't explain him coming back, like how they got back together. And I kind of wish that it would have at least given us like a little blip about it,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like just to fill in those blanks.
1: In the last nine years, Herbie has been traveling cross country, trying to find Jim Douglas, hoping that each leap would be his his final leap home.
0: Little buddy. Okay, so (laughs) I thought the waiter watching the cars flirting, like he and thinking he's going crazy, was so funny. Like that. I hope they paid that actor well because he Mm. played that so good. Just like what?
1: And then at the very end, when they came out from whatever they were doing, the gala or whatever, and Mm -hmm. he had the guy saying, "You won't believe it." I don't believe it, and it's like the exact same joke again, yeah, the only thing that was missing was the fact that he wasn't drinking out of a bottle of wine
0: when they uh when the two cars go on their little romantic like date mm-hmm. and the humans are i guess they were in a taxi trying to find them, um and then it shows the humans standing on that bridge. And Herbie and Giselle on the boat that goes under the bridge, just surrounded by people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they're just people on the boat too. Made me laugh so much. Um, oh, Herbie picking the flowers for her was hilarious. Like this just packed with like everything you wanted that wasn't in the second movie.
1: Yeah. So when you have drivers, and you're more of a NASCAR fan than I am, so I'm going to rely on you for that. Okay. Don't – what's the purpose of having goggles if you're not going to wear them? <laughs> Nobody in the race had their goggles on for the entire thing, and you're just like – I mean, you've got them on your helmet. I understand you've got your own win, your own windshield so you don't really have a windscreen to worry about. But And yeah. then when Wheelie just about falls out of the car – Dean actually grabs him by his helmet and his goggles to pull him back in.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, there was no... I mean, they had their, like, suits on, Mm -hmm. but they weren't fire suits like you see drivers wear today. They didn't have any kind of... Well, Wheelie's wearing a helmet at some point, right? No, they're both wearing helmets. But, yeah, the goggles are down. The helmets today have, like, full... I mean, they, lo- they look like motorcycle helmets. They're just fully enclosed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess it was the 70s and they weren't doing that yet, but what with the goggles? Why are there goggles on mm-hmm. these things? Um, that was another thing. Like, Wheelie, uh, really, like, hanging off the side of the cliff and Herbie was kind of a callback to something similar happening in the love bug. Like, I really think the only thing they didn't do was Herbie falling apart at the end. Yeah.
1: And I, I was kind of expecting that to happen just because it's, I mean, he'd been beat up and mm-hmm. had to drive underwater and have Don Knotts actually look out and say, go left, go right.
0: Yeah, I would have, like, it might have been satisfying to see. I was kind of waiting on it and I was a little disappointed that it wasn't there. Um, The diamond was, like, comically big.
1: Yeah. And during the fight scene, how do you hold on to a di- a diamond with both hands, like Jim does, and still manage to fight and knock out a villain? It it was. I mean, that thing was. It's a second straight movie where we've had a big a big diamond in a Disney movie because the um, in the Rescuers,
0: mm-hmm. the big diamond.
1: What what was that one called?
0: Oh, I the, don't. remember.
1: The Devil's Eye.
0: Oh, yeah. Just the big diamond. Oh. Yeah,
1: the big diamond. <laughs>
0: exactly. <sighs> it was pretty funny. Like, I mean, it was very slapstick. Mm-hmm. It went on maybe a beat too long. But, again, it's kind of the thing of, like, this is what we missed. And so mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah. So when Jim comes up to tell uh, whatever, what, what's her? Uh, Diane. Diane. Yeah. When he comes up to tell her what had happened between the the two cars, and that's why oh no, he came up to accuse her of trying to run him out of the race, mm-hmm. and this is where she starts throwing everything at him. She said, "Women are supposed to be nurses or secretaries or school teachers. Or that's what you expect us to be."
0: Yeah, she was so feminist. I loved it. She's like, "We're not gonna, I don't know, just how strong and powerful." She was. I mm-hmm. love a strong female character. She was great. She was funny.
1: And there were actually, was there, was there a love connection with them at the end? I didn't, I didn't, or was it Herbie and Giselle that got the love send off?
0: Um, they got a love send off, but it looks like, I don't, I wish I'd written this down, but it seems like they might be kind of together. At some point, I don't remember where, but I remember thinking like, okay, like they, they've hated each other. They make up about halfway through the movie, Mm -hmm. like kind of come to an agreement. I didn't realize that the whole second half of the movie was the race. until just now, but I (laughs) want to say like, maybe it's when they pull her out of the water. Mm -hmm. There's, there was some moment that I remember like that registered of like, oh, okay. They're realizing there's more between them than just
1: disdain. Well, yeah, because that's the way that Disney did love stories back then. Yeah, I mean, Apple Dumpling Gang, um,
0: like I hate you until I love you,
1: Treasure of Metacumbe. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it's. I think it is maybe when they rescue them that she. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a there's my oh,
1: she, hero. She kisses
0: him on the cheek and wishes him good luck.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: maybe that's it. Yeah.
1: And I was I was starting to wonder where Giselle and Diane actually were. Because the entire race, you never saw them at all.
0: Yeah, it's like Jim so, really racing and being chased by the diamond thieves.
1: So how long had she actually been in the water before that happened?
0: Well, I mean, when they pull up, she's like, there's water coming into the car. Mm-hmm. So it can't have been too awfully long, but they started so late that it's like, man, Herbie must have been going so fast. Like, Herbie was definitely the fastest car in this race.
1: Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense because it's Herbie.
0: Yeah. And he was motivated first yeah. by feeling jilted, and second by like, Giselle is like, my girlfriend and now I have to win. Yeah. So cute. Oh my gosh. I. Lo- I, at the beginning of our recording, I think we were both like, mm, it was okay, I probably won't watch it again. But I'm like...
1: Starting really, to grow on you, huh?
0: Yeah, I'm realizing how much I really did like it. I might actually watch it again.
1: You'd watch this over the next movie again, definitely.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a week.
1: So, did you find it interesting that Dan um, Brickle or whatever his name's Carr? Oh. And the blonde haired guy, their car somehow gets pushed out to the start line and everybody else has to get in their car and drive it off. Oh, I didn't catch that. It's like, like at all. It's like, why is there something wrong with the carry cars? Cause.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I just, I just ran it back and I'm looking and like, yeah, they're the only ones that get like escorted to the front.
1: Yeah, and the thing is it was Herbie and Giselle that were the actual pole sitters cuz they both tied with the exact same time and speed. That's that's
0: funny. No, I didn't even catch that. It didn't register at all cuz I was like, "Well, where when is Fanoa going to show up with this car?"
1: Fulton, wah <laughs> Yeah. I I I would honestly like to see I mean, Disney Plus is making so many new shows. Why not give us a Fontenoy, a, a bumbling French police detective who stumbles into the right answer?
0: I think what you just described is like the Pink Panther, but that's not Disney. You know, the like live action.
1: Yeah, and the cartoon isn't Pink Panther isn't Disney either. Yeah, I know. Okay, so so that explains why they didn't bring that. Never mind Disney. Scrap <laughs> that idea. I don't want y'all getting sued.
0: But. Farnwell was so funny and stupid. Like I loved him. How he's like, he's on the right track, but he's just not putting it together. Yeah, it just barely is buzzing right over it, head
1: Yeah. But when the um the police chief didn't know where the car was because nobody knew where the car was, I'm like, okay, what happened to Herbie? Because we still got an hour left in the movie, and Herbie's got to get show up sometime because he's got to win because it's, it's not a love bug movie without him winning the the race right and then he pulls up in this full tilt armored truck and wheelie's like what do you got in there the 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 crown jewels i'm like oh.
0: they were funny because he's like oh yeah there's the car i liked that scene they were just i don't know I, it was surprising to me how well all of these people like gelled together into this movie. Maybe it shouldn't be. Like I said, like we knew that they were great on their own. I was mm-hmm. curious how it would be with him together, and it was great, or good enough. Maybe not great, but
1: it was definitely better than the last movie. We'll see how it compares to the next movie, the fourth movie in the Herbie quadrilogy.
0: I'm like. I just read a snippet. I didn't want to spoil it for myself, but like I just read the little like description that pops up when Disney Plus is like, "Hey, you might like this movie." And I didn't feel very inspired, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We got we got to we got a little while before we get to that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So was there anything else that we've missed?
0: I don't think so. Okay. All my notes are just things that I that caught my attention that I thought were funny. I think we've touched on most of it. Uh,
1: well, actually, I I do see one thing. Actually, two things. Don Knotts said like father, like car when he was talking about Herbie, and then just like so what? Um, Jim's a I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what the proper term is for him. He's
0: not a real man without a good car. Wasn't that what they said in the first movie?
1: Maybe. And the second thing was how poorly of a constructed trophy is it that it can be knocked over by or that it can be broken in half by knocking it over I mean, I, I, the, saw the... <laughs> I mean the trophy looked like something that you would get for being the um m v p of a football league or something. It's not a nineteen seventies football gus,
0: oh yeah, I see it now yeah it that doesn't look like a very official. <laughs> Trophy that you'd be excited to have.
1: Yes, we it's... won the broken trophy! Yay! Um, <laughs> and okay.
0: then,
1: and then at the end, it was it was perfectly built again. So I guess they took it to a a ha 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 French factory.
0: <laughs> um, I can't remember where this is in the movie, or even the context. I have no idea what it is, but I wrote it down because it made me laugh so much. The, um, I think it's Jim, says, La Toile de Joie. And Wheelie goes, The tall, the what? <sighs> it was just stupid. But it made me laugh so much. I couldn't tell you anything else about the joke because I didn't write it down. But that <laughs> cracked me up. Because just the way that, that English speakers, Americans, mishear other languages. I don't know. It
1: was funny. So the more you talk about it, the more you get excited about wanting to watch it. again.
0: Yeah, I might actually not. <laughs> At first, I was like, "This is kind of boring," but okay, I hated the diamond thing, but now I'm like, "I see, I see that it all worked."
1: So let's go ahead and break down the three questions and to them. First question is: What is today's impact of this movie?
0: I always feel like. I have a hard time with this one because it feels like it's often the same, like technology. But um, aside from like, we need to change that one scene where they drive through a camp
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like the implications of that, I'm actually thinking like that might be it. Like they just need to modify that some way.
1: Yeah. Cause that was what, about 30 seconds of the movie and mm-hmm. you, in, if you blink you miss it and it doesn't it didn't really have any impact except for the villains running in and having something had oh they had the pig fall into fall in the car that was the if, that was the the funny part that happened with that but it's eh, like
0: yeah. they're like roasting the pig or whatever yeah. so the only thing funny about that i thought was that the pig was so obviously fake and what he are you def-
1: talking about that pig was not fake <laughs>
0: Like, he does end up with, like, the apple in his mouth somehow, I think. Like, that that part was the only funny thing. But, like, if, you know, I might not have even been paying attention <laughs> except that we've had this discussion before. Um, if we hadn't already talked about it, I may not have even – it might not have even caught my eye. Um, but it did because we have. Um Maybe besides that, like, I really think that they could probably go through this whole movie and not change anything but that. Um, maybe Wheelie is a woman if they make this today.
1: And then that could give you another love interest in the movie, too.
0: I don't know. I don't know if it needs it.
1: Alright. Well, second question is, is this mirrored in culture?
0: Yes and no. I mean, as much as the love bug is, everybody recognize, If even if they don't know that his name is Herbie, everyone recognizes the car. Mm-hmm. Or most people, I think.
1: And how does it fit into today's society? Once again, it goes back to the, the little tweaks to make it more culturally sensitive and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Just to, yeah, there's, you could leave a lot of it the same. Mm-hmm. Just the tiny little things to bring it into 2023. Yeah. Which, again, like, we'll probably see some of that when we get to the the reboots. I mean, those are 20 years old now, too, but (laughs) that's more modern than, you know, 40 years ago.
1: Yeah. So, we'll go ahead and put a bow on Herbie, send him down the Seine, and he will be back in Herbie Goes Bananas in the 80s. So we got about three years worth of movies until we get back to Herbie, Herbie Herbie-liciousness.
0: I bet it goes by quick.
1: Yes, probably sometime this year we will cover the fourth and final original Herbie, and we will probably say why do they make it. Stay tuned. Kind of like we did with the third, um, Kurt Douglas or Kurt, yeah, Kurt Russell (laughs) (laughs) movie, Kurt Douglas. Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. No, not
0: that one. Is that a Disney movie?
1: That was a Disney movie. Icky yeah. and I covered it.
0: Oh, okay, I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to watch that, but I guess I don't. Uh, happen.
1: Well, hey, speaking of Kirk Douglas, Quantum Oh.
0: Oh yeah. Wait, is that Kirk? That's Michael Douglas.
1: One of them Douglas boys.
0: Right, Kirk. Didn't Kirk Douglas die? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Google, did Kirk Douglas die? <laughs> and we have gone far afield, but yeah, that the the Kurt Russell movie was what threw me to the Kirk Douglas. So, yeah, <laughs> well, all right.
0: Yeah, stay tuned. My hopes don't feel like they want to go very high for another Herbie movie. Yeah. I think it's. I don't know. We'll we'll get there when we get there. I guess. Yeah.
1: We will. We will be there before we know it. So, for those of you who have stuck around past all the blathering about Michael Douglas Kirk Douglas Kurt Russell Quantumania. your um, homework assignment for next week is the 1977 Disney live-action hybrid called Pete's Dragon if you go and watch the 2016 version it may be better but I don't know we'll get to that one in about 30 years but yeah that that's your that's your that's your assignment. So we'll be back next week. If you want to hear keep hearing Kyra do synopsis synopsis. 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 Please Just send us
0: put French words in it.
1: Yes. Ooh la la. We um send us an email, be kind rewind, dmp at gmail.com. Um you can also tell us what you thought about this movie. If this is your favorite Herbie movie, we would definitely like to know. Or if it was Herbie... What, right what, Again. Herbie Rides Again. See, that's how bad it was. We didn't want to remember the name. If your favorite was Herbie Rides Again, tell us. Tell us what we missed in that one, and we will read your um, email on a future show. Oh, But until we meet again next week, as is always the case, you need to stay safe, stay hungry, and stay off the Champs-Élysées when Herbie's out riding around with those lanches. I'll stay away from it because I can't pronounce it we'll talk to y'all next week bye thank you for listening you can send us feedback at bekindrewinddmp at gmail.com we welcome any kind of feedback and it might get read on the air in a future podcast once again the email address is DMP at gmail.com if you have a moment please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. The old ways are still the best ways. You've got six minutes before the guard checks. Get on with it.
0: You tell that to the guard, he'll be here in two minutes.